dealing with Assyria. God killed fire, fire, fire. Let them be destroyed. Some prophets of God, we are also having that in mind. Pushing anger and hatred on that. And we're looking at this prophet who lived at that time during the time of King uh, Jeroboam II just after Elijah came with all powers and miracles before Amos and Hosea. He lived at that time. So he came up with this anger. But this man was a type of Jesus Christ. But he didn't care. God loved him, and God gave him privilege of carrying out his love to this nation, to Nineveh. That was the only prophet in Old Testament that God allowed to preach to the Gentile world. The only one. But he was patriotic. Praise the Lord. He loved his nation more than God. At times we do the same. But we'll go through that this evening. Talk with me to Jonah chapter 1. You see, that's not a Bible verse area we like reading. Jonah, you'll be looking, where is Jonah? Where can I find Jonah? Jonah is in the Old Testament. At least you know it's in the Old Testament. So after Obadiah, you know where Obadiah is? That's why I said I won't tell the media to push it up. So you'll be forced to open to read. Jonah chapter 1. It has just four chapters. So I'm not doing a, a review of the book. But I'm just speaking on the character of the man called Jonah. Whose name is put on that book. If you would like me to read from my own portion of the scriptures, I will just read one or two verses. Now the word of the Lord, verse 1, came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. That great city. Their wickedness has come to me. Go and cry against it. Tell them, I am going to wipe them away. Hey, Jonah will have burst into happiness. But Jonah knew God. Praise the Lord. He knew God. To be a gracious God. To be a loving God. He knew God. That he is so merciful. That if a sinner turns away, he will forgive the sinner. Jonah knew it. So Jonah wasn't a baby Christian <laughs> or a baby believer in Jehovah. He knew what God can do. So he wasn't enticed by that. Verse 3. He said, but Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Ha! This is the same person that said, called you to be a prophet. A prophet is called a Navi, the mouthpiece of God. 
He's the one that called you to be his mouthpiece. Now he's sending you on an errand, on an assignment, because he has equipped you to do it. And now, after God finished telling him, go to Nineveh, he turned around. Nineveh call. <laughs> Which Nineveh are you talking about? <laughs> he turned around and moved the opposite direction. That's verse 3. I don't want to do a study of the Bible. I just want the character. So just follow along before we read again. He turned the other direction and brought out his money, his own money, and paid the fare. Carry me <laughs> out of this place. He paid for it. You know, God was telling me, we at times pay the same thing. We do the same thing. We pay to go out of his will. We push ourselves to go out of God's will. <laughs> and they carried him. They carried him. He paid the bill. But they were so unfortunate that they carried trouble. I believe they regretted carrying him. Because the Bible says there that God sent the great wind. God sent the great wind and it troubled the sea. Troubled the sea. He knew his assignment, he had a heart to do the work, but this man also had a heart of sacrifice. That's the third thing we're learning from him. He has a heart of sacrifice. When the sea was troubled, he loved his nation. He wanted to die for his nation. He sacrificed himself. He said, carry me. Throw me inside the sea. <laughs> Instead of me to go there and save this nation. Let God deal with this nation. If I didn't go there, they will die in their sin. God will wipe them away. Israel will be peaceful. He was patriotic, right? <laughs> so he sacrificed. He, lived, he had a life of sacrifice. They said, what should we do to you? He said, it's me that caused this trouble. Oh. This wind is blowing because of me. So carry me, throw me inside the sea, let me die. And the sea will stop. Thirdly, in the life of Jonah, or fourthly, we are seeing that he had a designing spirit. You know, there's times certain things will happen. You say, oh, I'm not the one. You try to dodge it. You try to hide and that kind of thing. Even when you know, oh, there's trouble. Lies will begin to multiply. He didn't tell lies. He said, no. It is because of me this thing is happening. You know, there are times when we commit sin, we know we committed sin. <laughs> and there are times we open our eyes and we enter into it. Yeah, there are times we sin unconsciously, but there are times we sin consciously. With our two eyes wide open, we put ourselves there. So this one, he knew he committed He knew he was the one responsible. So he opened up. He said, I'm the one. He said, who are you? Where are you coming from? Where are you going to? 
He told them, I'm running away from God. They said, ah, no wonder. They were unbelievers. But when he told them he was running away from God, they said, wow, you're running away from God? Ah, too bad. Unbelievers. Unbelievers. They worship gods, but they were afraid of defiling or disobeying the mighty God. He told them that it's the God, the creator of the heavens. He, he said, eh? And that's the one you're running away from. They said, God, see also, we're not the ones that cause it. He said we should throw him inside the sea. God, please, unbelievers, don't allow unbelievers to teach you how to worship your God. Do it rightly. I, I, I cast my mind back <laughs> when I was in the secondary school and uh, there are certain things you don't do because you're a Christian and when you want to do it especially when you're in the wrong place and the prefects are coming you have to jump the window I was in dormitory you want to jump the window and uh, escape so when you want to go to the window they call you oh others oh, are jumping the window and no person saw them <laughs> but because you're a Christian they say, oh, you want to jump too? And then you won't jump and they'll catch you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. A friend of mine, he came up, he moved ahead, he did certain things, and the police caught him. And he told them, look, I'm going, he was without helmet. The police caught him. And I called him, they say, he said, please, I'm rushing to, he said, you're supposed to know. Unbelievers, let them not be the one teaching you how to serve your God. Do it well. They were, they took, they said, who are you? Where, where, you're running away from him? Brethren, we cannot run away from him. Oh. And someone time I say, where will you run to? Jonah ran but God himself has his own plans. God provided a, a, a fish, a submarine. Caught up with him, took him, and he became a prayer warrior. Overnight. He didn't want to pray before. <laughs> he, was, he, started, he started praying. May you not be late before we begin to pray. Jonah went there. He did what every one of us would have done when we were walking in ignorance and in disobedience. But it didn't end there. God directed the fish where to drop him. <laughs> the fish obeyed and dropped him. And God came back to him the second time and said, Jonah, have you learned your lesson? He said, yes, sir. He said, now go and do what I say you should do. Do you know what exactly happened? He was running away from God. The fish caught him from that place and took him back. And he went and uh, did what God wanted him to do. But there's something that happened there which I want to bring to your attention. 
right there when he was there, he said he repented. He renewed his consecration with God. And that's one of the major things we should do. You say you have turned, you have repented, go back fully to him. Fully to him. He is not there waiting to beat you more. He is there waiting to succor you, to help you. In Jonah chapter 4, verse 2, And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tashis, for I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repentest thee of the evil. God, I know who you are. That my preaching to these people now, uh, they will change. And immediately he went there, the people of Nineveh, they, from the king to the smallest, they repented. National revival. Because of one man's preaching, there was a national revival. But he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy that God has moved him from national prophet to an international prophet. He wasn't happy. Because now God will not kill them. That was his annoyance. He said, God, kill me. Since you don't want to kill them and you're allowing them to repent, kill me. Are you seeing that kind of a life? Have you been in such a situation before you feel, God, I don't, I don't want to continue. I don't want, you know. Things come up on you. You say, God, no, 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 no. <laughs> say, if you don't serve him cheerfully, you will serve your enemies. Jonah was not happy. When he made a U-turn, after God has caught him, he chained him. But that was only one part. He finished the message. He got annoyed. He went and sat somewhere looking at them for them to die, to begin to die. You know what happened to, to, to Paul in the book of Acts chapter 28? He said that when the thing happened, the viper caught Paul. They say, okay, let's watch and see. This man must be. But when they watched and watched and watched, nothing happened. The Bible said they changed their mind. Concerning you, they will change their mind. Jonah was expecting evil to happen to them. But when they turned and repented, ah, Jonah said, no, 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 God. These people didn't die. Kill me. A lot of things happen in our lives today that we don't even put God first. Yes, he was patriotic. But even concerning church, are you patriotic? Concerning his things, are we patriotic? Do you know that some religions can kill because of their religion? I was discussing with uh, 
is apart sometime. That was yesterday or the day before yesterday. I said, we had evangelism somewhere, and then the, one of them, one of their leaders was, was mad, always mad against Christians. But one small brother that went there to preach to him, he was sick, prayed for him, he got well, he got healed. He said, come and take this place for your church. These are the people that kill their children for coming to church. But now he gave his house for church. There are times with, yes, there's no good unbeliever, but look at it, that what God says you should do, do your own part. Be patriotic and look unto him. Negative things concerning Jonah, and we begin to round up. Negative things. Hatred, no matter who you put it to, is not good. Hatred. Hatred. I was doing a study sometime. There was this angle. It said, anger is a choice. You can choose to be angry. You can choose not to be angry. Oh, you listen how is this my anger? Who made that anger yours? It's a choice. You can choose to be angry. You can choose not to be angry. You can choose to say no to it. Unfortunately, Jonah did not choose that. He attempted to run away. We've talked about that. But I wanted to pull one uh, portion of the scriptures. That's in chapter 4, verse 1. What is your motive? He had a very bad motive. What is your motive in doing things? What is your motive? If that motive is against the purpose of God, no matter how sincere it may be, it is wrong. Jonah was sincere, but he was sincerely wrong. He was sincere. He wanted God's name to be promoted. He wanted God's people to, be, to live longer. He wanted God's people to be there. But, you know, that was what he was pursuing. That was the same thing that happened to Paul. He was sincere. Why should you say there's another king when Jehovah alone is there? Jehovah doesn't have a son. Why do you say this one is? He was sincere. But he was sincerely wrong. What do you want to achieve by that step you are taking? Jonah was not there. That was a, a, a selfish sacrifice he was making. And he obeyed God reluctantly. Reluctantly. Saul was in that shoe too. And someone went to him and said, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to hearken than the fat of rams. It is good to obey him than to say you are sacrificing without obeying him. To round up, I want us to look at him from 
a different perspective this evening. Your life, your character should be a plus to the kingdom of God and not a minus. My life, my character should be a plus to the kingdom of God and not a minus. Your inaction or wrong action can cause death to people. Number two, from the life of Jonah, if you examine him closely, you will find out that this man shows us that you cannot run away from God. Where are you running to? He said, do this. You say, no, I will not do it. You know, he doesn't force us against our will. He may push you to be obedient, but he will not force you against your will. He may block some things anyway. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He may make you to be willing. Make things difficult for you to change. Secondly, he can push you out of your comfort zone so that you'll be able to obey him. There was this brother, he was a medical doctor, and God called him. It's only in America you don't hear calls. Amen. <laughs> God called him for a full-time ministry. He looked at the paycheck. He said, no, a doctor is a doctor. Pastors can go to her. I will do the work part-time, not full-time. Two weeks after God told him, he knew it. He had accident, the leg is cut off. No person told him to join the ministry full-time. He knew God called him, but he said he would do it part-time. And God said, no, full-time. There are times certain things will happen. Don't, the bad one should not happen to you before you change. And don't think you can run away from him. Go to him. Be closer to him. God is more interested in our listening to him than in our serving him. Praise the Lord. He's more interested in our being with him than in our serving him, in our working for him. He is more interested in our working with him than in our working for him. Jonah showed us that. His life was a big lesson to us. Disobedience will create turmoil in one's life anytime. If you disobey him, there may be turmoil. And you will not enjoy it. So you have to learn to surrender to his will. I was looking at a, a picture of Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane. He had the whole world in his hands. He could disappear. Yes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. When they came to arrest him, he could just do chua, disappear. He said he can command the legions to come there and deal with them. Only Peter 
Peter alone, you know what he did to Marcus? Piam. Do you think it was the ear he wanted to cut? I don't believe it was the ear. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I don't, I, no, I never believe it's the ear he wanted to cut. If Peter, with such a thing, could do that, then know what Jesus could have done. But he said, it is not my will. Father, let your will be done. He is the third person of the Trinity. He still bowed down, bringing his own will down for the Father's will to take preeminence. In the Garden of Gethsemane, I don't have the time to go through it now. I would have told you something that happens in Hebrew tradition. Let me tell you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. In Hebrew tradition, when a man suspects the wife that has com has com she has committed adultery, the man brings the wife to the gates, to the elders, and says, my wife has done this. They will bring a cup of wine with curse inside it. Bring the cup, put curse inside it, and present to the woman. If you have done this, drink. If she says she has not done it, and she drinks, if she has not done it, nothing will happen to her. But if she had done it, and she drinks it, oh, her generation, her father's house, will see pepper. Because the sickness will begin from her, her belly will blossom, you know, kind of swell up, she will die. The family will suffer. So when Jesus was at the Garden of Gethsemane, that was the same thing. The cup he was to drink was the cup filled with curse, our sins. He knew that we have sinned. And the cup is before him. He said, God, if possible, let this cup pass away. He knew. He knew that what was there. That actually, the people I'm representing have committed the offense. He knew it would spell death. He knew. He said, God, let this sin. God did as if he didn't hear. He said, Father, if it is so, let your will be done. So if it is Jesus' will, he would have said, hmm, take the cup. Let it. Because he wanted the thing to pass. But God said, no. You've signed the You are coming for them. You are, you are here. So he took it willingly. He knew that he did. He, do you think it was the nail that killed him? No. Praise the Lord. Let's not go into that. <laughs> it wasn't the dead that killed him. He died out of a broken... He died because of the weight of our sins. He knew what he was carrying. He knew the import of what he was doing. And he did it because of you, because of me. Let's learn how to submit to his will at all times. And when that happened, you see what the Bible says in Ephesians. It says... At the name of Jesus, every knee bows. 
every tongue confesses because he has now ascended. He is no more at that peripheral level. He has conquered. He has all the powers now. Let's learn how to submit our will to his. It pays off. Then you have to watch your heart. Jonah gave us a very stupendous lesson. He decided to die. But let me bring this to your attention. All the creatures in that portion of the scriptures were obedient to God. But Jonah. In chapter 4, the Bible talks about the God, the, the, the flower that came up, the, the tree, the leaf, the, the God, the, 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 the vegetable or the umbrella tree that grew up overnight and covered him. And he said, ah, I was enjoying the coolness under that tree. The next day, God told one caterpillar and to go and eat and burrow into that tree. Ate it, and the thing dried up. And then the Bible says, God sent the east wind. The east wind came and poured hot, hot, <laughs> hot soil upon his head. He said, God, let me die. Let me just die now. He has been trying to die since that time was worse. All the things God told to go went. The great sea, the great wind, sorry, in chapter 1, was obedient and troubled the sea. The fish was obedient and carried him. But Jonah was disobedient to obey God. What is in your heart? What is in my heart? Romans chapter 8, verse 35. That's where I want to end. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Romans chapter 8. At least we know where Romans is. 835. Can all the men please join me as we read Romans chapter 8, verse 35, 2, 3, go. Who shall say? I said the men. Who? I, now, I want it to be generic. I don't want it to be generic, so I want it to be male in the house. Romans chapter 8, verse 35, 2, 3, go. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loves. Can all the sisters, all the women in the house read 38 and 39, 2, 3, go. Nothing, nothing can separate us. But let's look at that portion very well. If you have that, that Bible yours, you can separate yourself. You can separate yourself. Nothing external can separate you 
but you can separate yourself from that man. The forces around Jonah could not stop him, but Jonah paved the way. Assyrians could not deal with them, but Jonah paved the way, almost giving himself to death. Who can separate us from his will? It is you that you say, God, I don't want to obey you. I don't want to do this. I, 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 <laughs> I was talking to a young lady sometime. She told me, oh, I will tell my parents before I will come to church. I said, what? What did you say? I, said, I will tell my parents. I said, when you want to go and commit sin, do you tell your parents? She said, no. She doesn't tell them. When you want to tell them, do you tell your parents? She said, no. Then when you want to go to church, you go and tell your parents. That's how foolish and how stupid the devil can be. When you want to do something wrong, you won't consider but when you want to do what is right, you consider A and B minus Z before you do what God wants you to do. You don't need a committee to serve God. The committee doesn't need to meet before you serve him wholeheartedly. You don't need a committee to be formed or the school or the unit to gather before you do what God wants you to do. Pick up your heart. Know he is there for you. And go ahead and do his will. Jonah learned his life. The Bible didn't tell us how he ended his life. But he learned a big lesson. God said, look, you want me to kill 120,000 people. But because of this leaf, you didn't know how he came up. You were annoyed that he died. Let's learn to yield our life to him at all times. And it shall be well with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we stand on our feet this evening? Can you stand on your feet and say, God, let your hand be upon me for good. Can you pray?